Now batting for the sports animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. It's Thursday, Albuquerque. You know what that means. I do, I do. The boys are here. The boys are here. I am Fred Slow. I'll be hanging out with you, the friend of the show, up until 6 o'clock tonight. And at 6 o'clock tonight, we go over to national programming as Westwood One brings you Thursday night football. 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 Yeah, fucking football. Those Westwood One guys do it right, don't they? That's They're the best. They're radio Quality calls. programming. Yeah. You got Kurt Warner on there. He's got a new movie coming out. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Talk about that if you'd like because I'm a big Kurt Warner fan. Me too. Alongside me, a guy who knows a lot about deflated balls. Van Nunley, Van, how are you? Boy, you ain't lying. Good, buddy. How you doing? Never complained one day in my life about anything publicly ever. Spinning the tracks in the background today, your DJ special, Michael Vital. Michael, how are you? Good, guys. How you doing? Beautiful weather. Good. Is that how you feel today? It is nice. It is a nice day. It really, it, it helps the uh, emotions of the day. It's sunny, beautiful blue skies. Can't beat it for this time of the year. I'm into it. You could be the. You could replace Mark Ronchetti with that breakdown. Steve Stucker, watch your back. Well, back to you. Uh, right. Well, we. Do. <laughs> <laughs> what we don't do here is disparage the name of Steve Stucker, and if you ever again say that anyone will dethrone the man that I personally identify as the king of media meteorology and uh, meters versus yards then i will does he prefer the metric system i'm assuming okay he, uh, beat of his own drum snare drum i don't know why i said snare but that mark ronchetti uh we'll forget about him he's second tier he's he's no tier he's second tier in meteorology and probably third tier in politics, but we're not going to, it's not, we don't do that on this show. Not till six o'clock tonight whenever your boys go over to KKOB. So check us out on 770 starting at six o'clock tonight because now that we're here four to seven every day. Yeah. Now that we've inside baseball cleared up all those contract negotiations, similar to the way that Anderson Tejada cleared up his with the St. Louis Cardinals. They have us till seven and they said, if you're here, we're going to utilize you. Sure. You blame them? So you go from KNML over to KKOB at 6 o'clock. We're just going to roast Mark Ronchetti for an hour. On KKOB? Yeah. <laughs> That's going to go over real well. I have inside baseball on that as well. And I like I don't know if I should put that on the airwaves. I don't Let's know. Let's not. Okay. Let's not libel our first week. <laughs> <laughs> our official day two, we get sued by the Ronchetti clan. And how... how Ever so correct, David Carl was yesterday from the United when he said congrats on your first and last show. Uh-huh. we got a fun one today. Nicole Hardwood joining us from ABQ Live as ABQ Live has a very cool event going on this weekend, Van. Yeah, it is. So they'll be here at 5 o'clock, and we're going to talk about what they're doing, which is the Hero and All of Us event. 
And that's going on, I believe, at the fairgrounds. But I'll make sure to get all that information for you. And no, it's not the fairgrounds. It's November 20th and 21st at the Be Lit Nutrition. That's four, That's 4003 Central Avenue. And Nicole will be here uh, with a special guest that we don't want to spoil yet. Yeah, I'm excited to see what she brings. So I'll be at 5 o'clock. Whom she brings, excuse me. And not what. That was derogatory accidentally we don't know anyone's pronouns again sure. tune in to us at kkob at seven seventy at six o'clock tonight also we've done this one traditionally every year that we've been on radio here so this is our third winter season is that correct that is correct so this is our third holiday season gracing the airways of this beautiful city winter's coming and that's a very dated reference mm-hmm. that is from the very last year of what i call normality 2016 Wait, you're not talking about 2019? I would not have called that normal, no. Huh. So. This is an entertaining four years. <laughs> 2019 was 10 years ago, the way I recall it. So we will have on Robbie Rodriguez of the New Mexico Ballet, and we're giving away Nutcracker tickets. Longtime and friend of the show. I tell you what, we have, we've done this Nutcracker ticket thing every year. It's the most phone calls we get. It's We're no longer on the weekends. But Robbie will come in. Robbie knows at or nothing about sports. It's not even close. After the segment, we'll give them away. Yeah. During the segment. I don't know. Okay. But we're going to give them away. We can't give them away now. No, no. But we're going to give them away after Robbie joins us at 530, talk about the Nutcracker and how you can get your family an opportunity to go see that for the holiday season. I never miss it. I was thinking about a bit. What if we show Robbie who – is like a fantastic ballet dancer. Correct. And I mean like clichely fantastic. All of the things that you identify as a ballet dancer, he is those things. I would refer to his talents as aggressive. Yes. He's aggressively talented. So why don't we just like show him a bunch of like, I don't know, Major League Baseball logos and see what he could name. I'm so into there's that. There's something funny about I'm that. I'm so into that. Who is this football team, Robbie? Because he's very clever. So we'll have him on, and we'll do our, our – our, it's now annual at this point. The first one was neat. The second one was a coincidence. But this is a trend. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to do that. We're going to have a lot of fun with that. That'll be at 5.30 before we switch over at 6 o'clock to KKOB. Chantel Martinez will also be joining us, the CEO of Blessed and Beautiful, at 5 o'clock with Nicole Hardwood to talk about the event this weekend. Chantel is known around town – by many and envied by all oh man i thought i mean nothing against her of course i thought she's gonna bring like a a princess or like superman or something well that's at the event yeah yeah spoiler alert <laughs> very kick centric event this weekend okay we're gonna hear all about that later uh we'll talk about it at six o'clock tonight on kkob but uh the big food drive is going on this weekend over on KKOB to help Roadrunner Food Bank. If you're in a position where you can donate a can, it's uh, at 10 Can Alley tomorrow. Van and I will be there with BV gracing the KKOB airwaves again. Brandon Vote is BV. I guess I, why am I using industry talk? So we're going to be over there with Brandon at 2 o'clock. And it's, I think it's like bring a can, get a dollar off a pint or something. I believe that's correct. So we're going to do that. So come see your boys. If you have the afternoon off at 2 o'clock tomorrow, where we will uh, celebrate fellowship and libation and helping the Roadrunner Food Bank. And then we will skirt over here to do talk radio with you on the sports side. 
Tomorrow's guests include John Traub, GM of your Albuquerque Isotopes. There's some cool stuff going on with minor league baseball. I love the isotopes. They're like the Yankees of Albuquerque. Easily. Yes. AJ Bramlett will join us tomorrow. AJ has a very decent new podcast up where he's interviewing NBA players and, and individuals of notoriety. So we'll talk at length with him about that. And then uh when, when are we on? Well <laughs> four to seven tomorrow as we facilitate <laughs> as best we can to all. And then our friend Dane from the YMCA will join us tomorrow. What? Yeah. Dane's a bomb. Yeah, we're going to talk about some holiday camps that they got going on what over there. What a bonus. I, you scheduled that one without me. Well, I tell you what. I like little surprises. We've got a good program today for the two hours we're doing the program. Um, the story that just keeps giving. Antonio Brown. Oh, guess who's back? We will go <laughs> We will go into links about that as he is uh, the absolute worst. The absolute worst. Also, Tennessee Titans wide receiver A.J. Brown opened up about a mental health experience that I thought was kind of a fun insight to athletics is I think that is very fun and important. There's a football preview we will do, uh, I don't know, second hour of the program. And then obviously we're two men on the hot stove. You know we are. Yeah, the, I, the hot stove to me is so near the top of baseball. You like it more than actual baseball. Y- yeah, I would say that. As much as I hate the NFL trade deadline is how much I love MLB hot stove. Hmm. So we're going to do that. Um, Diamondbacks make some moves up front. Brent Storm is their new pitching coach. So that's smart. It is smart because they're not doing it the right way in Arizona. And that's the thing I see here in Albuquerque. There should be more Diamondbacks fans. There's not. They can't get out of that 100-mile radius around Phoenix. No one is celebrating them. Their games aren't attended. Put in some winners. Make it happen over there. A lot of stuff going on with the Blue Jays. We're going to talk about that. Rob Manfred talks about the lockout. Um, I don't know if I'll have time for it, but we will definitely make that available to you on our social media. Everything is at TalkABQ. We did the new rebranding, Vital. We announced on the social media. New logo pops Yeah, on the interwebs. Yeah, I like it. Strong. Thank you to one Zach Visser, who is a graphically um, – well, capable guy. He made a thing happen from a vision that we just spoke out loud. Your boys are here till 6 o'clock. Dave and Buster's presents Two Men On, Antonio Brown, live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Studios. We're powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. We're playing again with I-9 Sports. And tomorrow we're going to talk to you about the YMCA with our friend Dane. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. The Quan's Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610. Call your boys. Connect with us on the text line, 505-246-0610. Same number. You text us, we'll text you. I'm glad they made it so easy. To text? Yeah, you don't got to remember multiple numbers. It's the number of the station. It's just so easy and streamlined to... uh contact us and communicate with us text vans personal at 505 hey uh, <laughs> i have no idea what your personal phone number is i don't know a single phone number i know a few you do it's like the super important ones like the ice ones my phone number i would argue is very easy ice means in case of emergency vital there you go He's making a funny face at me. He thought it had something to do with witness protection. That's why his ears popped up because yeah. of his. He's scared he's going to get deported. His situation. Yeah. Yeah. 
another individual in a little bit of a situation is one bum, 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 Antonio Brown. Guess who's back? Uh, as it's being reported by ESPN one hours ago. Antonio Brown obtained fake COVID-19 vaccination card, according to his former chef. Allegedly. I'm just reading it from the from the headline here. Tampa Bay Buccaneers wide receiver Antonio Brown has been accused of obtaining a fake COVID-19 vaccination card, according to the Tampa Bay Times. Well, um, I'm Jack's lack of surprise. You? Uh, it's been way too long since Antonio Brown has been in the news. He's just itching to get back in for negative publicity. He's one of those guys that has not handled well the loss of positive attention because he no longer has that. Correct. He has attention from Tom Brady, and that's it. Tom Brady vouches for him. Mm-hmm. But Tom Brady, and I'm going to say right now, don't care about Antonio Brown. Tom Brady care about winning. Sure. Yeah. Giselle, his kids, and rings. And I don't know if you have the order right. And avocados. Yeah. (laughs) Sweet Uggs. And Uggs. It is being reported from the former chef, the personal chef. His name is Steven Ruiz. He says, Brown had his girlfriend... Which, by the way, if you haven't Googled this one, model Sydney Moreau, M-O-R-E-A-U, Moreau, reach out to Ruiz over the summer to get a fakie van. He needed a fakie because he didn't want to get, according to the, the personal chef, he didn't want to get the vaccine because he was worried about the side effects There are screenshots of the text message thread between Sydney and the chef. That I have not seen. She says, where's lunch, LOL. He says, I'm on my way back. That seems pretty, that's non-harmless, right? That seems like something you would text a chef. She says, can you get COVID cards? Question mark. He says, I can try. She said, Johnson and Johnson shot. AB said he will give you $500. God, that's so cheap. There. <laughs> did Antonio Brown try to get a COVID card, or did Scottie Pippen try to get one? Also, it's the <laughs> day before the 4th of July, so you know they were trying to do something. Yep. Yep. This is a, uh, this is a dumb one, because if you remember, we reported earlier in the year, Ruiz is the chef who is suing Antonio Brown for unpaid $10,000 bill of personal chef duties, which apparently includes breaking federal law. You know it's a federal offense to forge a vaccination card. So the guy who has information about a federal felony pay his tab. Yes, you just leave ten grand on the table. You're that greedy. We just talked about this with Justin Verlander. You hush don't. money. <laughs> pay him ten thousand five hundred dollars. That's what you pay him. <laughs> and Ruiz goes on to say, "I wasn't able to get him a card, so I don't know how he got one." Uh, but it was reported that the girlfriend, because AB Antonio Brown, doesn't 
do this directly because that's that's how it should be. Yeah. Sydney dropped the ball. Yeah, you need some some layers. Yeah. So Ruiz says, to be fair. To be fair. To be fair. I owe him one forgery COVID-19 card, but he owes me 10 grand. So. Potato, potato. They had a big back and forth where apparently the chef was making, and get this, I'm not joking. $750 a day. That's crazy. That's good money. That's good money for a chef. That better include, like, ingredients. Like, you better, like, you better. He gives you $750, and then you you have to go to the store directly with that money. I'm telling you, that's the way I would negotiate it. And if I'm like, hey, I want something. $750 worth of lobster today. Maybe. (laughs) Who's worse at line, Rogers or A.B.? Well, okay, that's a great question. Yep. The Thank answer, well, it's probably a toss-up because Antonio Brown get caught every time, and Aaron Rodgers only been caught the one time. Although I, I reckon now he's he's been lying for his entire career to everyone he's ever known. I think you hit the nail on the head that it was like the day before the Fourth of July, yes, and they wanted to go do something the next day, so they're like scrambling to get a fake vaccine card because he got vaccinated. He eventually got vaccinated and turned in a real vaccination card to the Buccaneers. I don't think he's used his fakey for the NFL's policy. I think it's just a, to go out and do something extremely Antonio Browny. So Antonio Brown's lawyer goes on to say, quote, Antonio Brown appreciates the severity of the pandemic, which is why he got the vaccine and supports everyone for whom it is advisable to get the vaccine. Coronavirus has hit home as it took him out of a game. He is healthy, vaccinated, and ready to win another Super Bowl. One of the worst parts of the pandemic has been a movement to cast doubt on our country's vaccination programs with baseless, vindictive tabloid gossip. I tell you what, I buy that too. I buy that Antonio Brown got a fakie so he can get weird on the lake for 4th of July, and then afterwards... Had a had a come to Jesus moment. Sure. Said, let me get that vaccination. And now Stevie Ruiz, who's owned 10 grand, says, I'll do this. I swear to God I will. I will put this text message thread with your your super beautiful, um, special, lovely, smart, talented, capable, desirable, recognizable, lovable, unapproachable. Model girlfriend. You don't know if any of those adjectives are true. I mean, I can see her on Google Image search. So Tampa Bay is one of the teams that are 100% vaccinated. So they claim. I told you I don't believe the NFL for 10 seconds of that statement. Learned your lesson yesterday. Hey, you know what I do know is true? Antonio Brown don't pay his bills ever. I know that's true. Mm -hmm. He got a history of it. He's been sued at least six times, and he's been sued at least three times from other chefs. Antonio Brown is to chefs what Donald Trump is to construction workers. 
Ah, nice. <laughs> Contractors. Tune in to us on KKOB at <laughs> 6 o'clock. More great analogies coming in the 6 o'clock hour, KKOB. Brown was accused of attacking a truck driver, if you remember, in January. Sure. There's an assault. Another assault. He uh, Houdini'd one of his uh, massage therapists. That was dumb. That was gross and dumb. Brown. He had to settle, settle out of court. Destroyed a security camera because he threw his bicycle at it. What? It's very McGregor of him. <laughs> like, what, what is this? He went to a 13-week anger, man, anger management class, which he, I guess he could have just got a, a fake card for that, too. Mm-hmm. So dumb. He had a fake card for that, too, but he ripped it in half. How do you go into Bruce Arians' office and you're like, oh, I think I really matured, guys. But also this. <laughs> also, I'm I'm having my just unbreathably beautiful girlfriend mule me like fake mule. felony level. Mule? Yeah. Is that not the word you would use? She could just like carry it in her purse. She doesn't have to mule it. Mueller. <laughs> Vaccine forgeries. KCB Marketing has also sued Brown, claiming he's not paid any commission on this $2 million in earnings through them. Antonio Brown don't get it. He gets it. Because he caught a touchdown pass in the Super Bowl? No, he gets it. He gets it that he can get away with anything over and over and over again. And get eight chances and never get in trouble for anything. The Brown, the Browns, um, the Buccaneers are six and three on the season. Cool, they're five and zero oh when Antonio Brown plays. Mm. There is a real. That's a real stat. I'm into the story. I bet he's got the vaccine. He's got it. He's got it. Tom Brady made him. Yes. Immediately. Tom Brady said, listen, if you don't get it, I'm going to go talk to my friend Bruce, who runs the team. I know you don't know him well because you're not a great listener, but listen to me. Hey, Antonio, it's Tom. My chef talked to your chef. What you're doing is dumb. Just go get the shot. It's made out of avocados. You'll love it. It's too funny. <laughs> Grab a break. We're 30 short minutes from our friend's. Nicole Hardwood, and our new friend, Chantel Martinez, the CEO of Blessed and Beautiful, joining us to talk about a big event they got going on this weekend. Whoop, whoop. We're two men on the hot stove. Where we get back, Dave & Buster's presents us. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker studio, Legacy Studio. By the way, John Lopez will be on the program tomorrow, too. It's a full-packed day. Star-studded I'm lineup. I'm telling you. My goodness. Powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 Sports. We spend our mornings at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Back live on the program. We're two men on Major League Baseball. This just came across the ticker here, okay? Uh-oh. Ten minutes ago, okay? Okay. Philadelphia Philly superstar Bryce Harper locked up the second MVP award of his career and has been named the National League Most Valuable Player. Uh, I think that's the right choice. Yeah. I think he deserved it this year. Um, The other two candidates, I think, had slightly stronger 
Washington Advanced Metrics. Washington Nationals outfitter Juan Soto. And, of course, San Diego Padres shortstop Fernando Tatis Jr. Soto coming in second. Tatis Jr. coming in third. Yeah, I think uh, Soto and Tatis Jr. both had better advanced metrics. Mm -hmm. But they didn't play a full season. They were both out for X amount of time. So Harper got a whole season in, and uh, he deserved it. Go Bryce. Not a lot of Giants fans in our listener base. Um, big oversight was Brandon Crawford, correct? Mm-hmm. Yeah, Brandon Crawford played a heck of a season. Oh, my gosh, I didn't realize this. 6.1 war. Yeah, so strong. On the best team in baseball. And Brandon They're going to win without you. Brandon Belt accepted his qualifying offer, too. I think he could have got more money either from the Giants or out on the open market. Brandon Belt was the only player to be offered a qualifying offer and accepted it. So the thing about Brandon Belt, from my opinion, because I feel like I've really followed his career a little bit, and when he came up, he slow started so slow. That's correct. When he got to the league, that's correct. he didn't have immediate impact as the Giants thought he would, as scouts – not just in the NL West, but the NL thought he would. And I think probably, and just hear me out, because you know I'm a fan of mental health and sports. He's a guy who is very comfortable now. He's on the best team in baseball. He plays what I would argue is the best bag in baseball. And not defensively, just the most, like, that's the one. You play first base, you can play forever. And because he has all those things in his life, zero reason to disrupt that. He does not want to relive the acclimation process to a new team. This is all my opinion. I have not read this anywhere. Yeah, I could see that. I mean, the Giants are a great organization. They support their boys. You had the best season of your career. Why would you want to go somewhere else? If you're, ha- if you're happy there, it's 18.6 or whatever million dollars. Pretty good. That's enough to play baseball for me. Yeah. Oh, you're telling me I can live in the Bay Area on that? Because I think I can. Yeah, he could rent a nice apartment for $18 million. Well, you go to the minor leagues, he won't have to anymore. And John Trow will be on tomorrow to talk about that, how minor league baseball players are no longer going to live in, in bunk beds or whatever they've been doing for all these years. I really like that. That's going to be a fun little sit-down with Isotope's general manager, John Trow. Hot stove, okay? Okay. Did we talk about the Cy Young from yesterday? We only glanced over it, didn't we? Uh, yeah. You want to dive in that ever so briefly before I go to hot stove? Let's do it. So the Cy Young stuff is good. Robbie Ray, or excuse me, Corbin Burns, sorry. Corbin Burns from the National League yesterday, and Vital was calling it the whole year. Vital was in his producer desk all year long saying, watch my brewers. We got some talent. And I didn't believe him. I thought they were terrible. I can't believe that Burns got 12 first-place votes because Zach Wheeler got 12 first-place votes. If I had to pick one, it would have been Max Scherzer. If I had to pick one, it would have been Zach Wheeler for the same reason as Bryce Harper. He never missed a start. That's a really good point. Both of other those both of those other guys missed starts. They're just like the MVP. Their advanced metrics were a little bit better. Scherzer and Burns, but Zach Wheeler's got the volume. He was a stud all year. To me, you need a name, and you got to be on a winner. 
So like Bueller, for instance, for the Dodgers, that's a that's a winning team. It's full of winners. Sure. The although they made obviously the Major League Baseball playoffs, did the Milwaukee Brewers. They're not winners. They just lose right away. It's a bunch of losers. It's a regular season award. Again, yeah. I have to remind you every time we have this conversation, Fred, that you keep saying winning teams and playoffs and didn't advance, and I'm gonna tell you. This is for individual regular season performance. We should do the announcements on November 1st then. I mean, excuse me, October 1st then. Because... The second the day is over? Yes. Because you know then, right? What other information do you need? I think it makes it exciting. Something to do right before the winter meetings. Love the winter meetings. I love winter meetings. The AL Cy Young winner is one Robbie Ray of the Blue Jays. Who, for my money... It's not even close. Is the best pitcher in baseball this year. R.I.P. Jacob DeGrom, who was the best pitcher in baseball but got an unfortunate injury. Robbie Ray looking like the truth in his prove-it contract year, too. He's a free agent right now. You called it on Jonathan India of the Cincinnati Reds. Yes. 29 first-place votes, leaving my favorite player in all of Major League Baseball, Trevor Rogers. With a singular first-place vote. You can't just hijack my favorite players. Yes, I can. He's from Carlsbad, my hometown. He's my favorite player, not yours. Our brand is Van and Fred. Okay, he's our. He's our favorite favorite player. That's better. Our favorite friend of the show is Tommy the Truth, and Tommy is joining us now on the Quan's Auto Care Hotline. Tommy, welcome to the program. Hey, guys. I was just thinking for a second. I want to talk a little baseball. But you know I call Van Van Hammer, which yes. he does like the nickname, correct? I Go fish. I don't dislike it, that's for sure. There we go. It's one of the best okay. I've heard recently. Okay, and I was thinking one for Fred, and Fred is such a big wrestling fan. And I go, God, my dad used to watch Gorgeous George back in the day. That's why I got the wrestling was from him. Good. And there was a wrestling manager named Classy Fred Blassie. Do you remember him? Yes. I'm going to call you Classy Fred. Well, here's the thing. We already call Vital Classy Vital, so we'll need a new nickname. I call him, well, see, I call, I call him Victory Vital because of his bucks, though. Yeah, well, he also, he's a big Richard Nixon fan, so that makes a lot of oh, sense. Lord. So, <laughs> Well, I think, I think my Classy Fred for you is better since you're a wrestling fan. I think you should get it. I'm sorry, Vital, it's his. I like it. I'm in on it. <laughs> okay, um, uh, Bryce Harper, I, I just hope, and I – the thing is, he went for the money because what happened when he went to the Philadelphia Phillies, the Nationals won the World Series, so it's kind of a little bit pun to him. You should have stuck around because they did make him a solid offer to stay with the Nationals. But I just hope he's a really talented guy. It seems like he's had a little bit of an attitude when he first came in the league, but it seems like he's calmed down a lot. I just hope they put enough talent around him to where he can get a ring. That's that's the thing I worry about with the Phillies. You know, what are they going to put around this guy? Because he's a, he is a really good player, and he's he's learned a lot since he's been in the league. And he's not the he was a little bit of a brat when he first came in, but he, he's grown up. That's I mean that's a clown statement, bro. <laughs> you know, question, bro. I hope so, but because like I said, what happened? Nationals win the World Series. You didn't think he looked back and said, "Man, I, maybe I should have signed with the Nationals for a little bit less oh, money." Well, but you know, you can't blame him. He got half a billion dollars. Well, and the Nationals did. Because runner-up is Juan Soto, and that's they knew. The Nationals knew before anyone else about Juan Soto. Obviously, they should have. But when Juan Soto came up, the Nationals went and did that thing. 
I'm not going to say zero because that's an overstatement and that's hyperbole, but a very small percent of people knew about Juan Soto until that playoff run. Like, even when he was doing right. tremendous things through the season, casual baseball fan did not know. And the last question I'll ask both you guys, um, and I've talked a lot about the Yankees. They are going to throw some money around. They didn't get Volander, but that guy doesn't want to play at the Yankees. When he was with Detroit, they made him an offer, and he just doesn't like New York, so that's fine. You know, he can't handle it. Kept him right. he, he, yeah, it's a different atmosphere playing in New York. It's a, it's a very tough, tough, tough market. He's too to soft. In. He needs a but, soft city like Houston. Huh? Yeah. Well, yeah. Houston's a little more easier on the players. Put it like that. Because no one cares about stuff. baseball down there. That's it's why. the hardest place to play. Period. They're cheaters. It, they get booed everywhere they go. Tommy, it's, <laughs> it's the hardest. Literally the hardest place to play. Tommy, it's so hard to play down there. They have to overpay immensely for Justin Verlander because he's not worth even one iota of all the iotas that he got. Yeah, I saw what he got. I saw what he got. The thing I wanted to ask is that about the Yankees. When you have a GM, an executive that's been at 20 years, Cashman, that's a long time. Usually it's every 10 years. My thing about that is that if you have the talent, and they've had the talent the last 10 years to win a World Series, and they haven't, when you start saying you have the talent, then you don't you start looking at the GM and at the manager, correct? Because if you have talent, then what else is there to look at? Well, they already moved on from the GM, or the, excuse me, the manager a couple times in that period. It's the first decade the Yankees have never won a World Series. Oh. Ooh, who knew? Every decade Correct. in the history of baseball, the Yankees have won a World Series. Tommy, we got to hit the break. I like. Okay, guys. I'll talk to you soon. Appreciate it, big dog. Thanks, Tommy. His Yankees are talking to the A's about Matt Olson. That'd be a good get. That's a JV get compared to what's out there. I'd rather have Olson than Rizzo. I will hear that argument, and we'll talk about it after the break, Van. I don't <laughs> want to fight during okay. the break. Freddie Freeman or get out. Freddie Freeman ain't going nowhere. Okay. You're listening to Dave and Buster's, which presents two men on how wrong Van is about Freddie Freeman. Live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We're powered by New Mexico Opinion on Coffee. We play on Team I-9, and we start our mornings at the YMCA. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. There's a list of things, and then you just say, duh, Okay. Okay. So if I'm like, hey, greatest musician of all time is Prince. That's that's a pretty good duh. That's, a that's, pretty, that's open to interpretation, though. Right. Greatest talk show host of all time is Johnny Carson. That's open to interpretation, but probably the best answer. It's a, I mean, it's pretty good duh, right? Greatest cartoon of all time is The Simpsons. That's open to interpretation, but that's a really good answer. Yeah. <laughs> duh. <laughs> Otani winning the AL MVP is a duh. It's the biggest duh in the history of this award. So Otani walks away with it uh, as of right now, breaking news. So Shohei is that kid. If he would have had more starts. As a pitcher you're talking about. As a pitcher, if he would have had more starts. He would have been on the fringe of the Cy Young conversation as well. And he hit 45 homers and stole 26 bases. That's insane. And bats lefty. Six players have done that in the history of baseball. And is 27. And getting better. And he gets a healthy Mike Trout next year. And a Noah Syndergaard. 
so that he doesn't have to feel like the ace of the staff. Oh, even though I wanted him on my squad so bad, I'm rooting for Noah Syndergaard. He is fun to watch pitch. When he is on, it is electric. This, Thus the Thor moniker. This is not a disparaging remark to Vlad Guerrero Jr. He's only 22. He could win 10 of these. He could win the next 10 of these. Vladdy Jr. is the strongest second place in recent memory. It looks, although I don't see it, it looks like it, it's in a unanimous choice. It better be. So I'm I'm trying to effort that right now. If it's not, I haven't seen it either. I think they, they just announced it too soon. Too recently, I should say. From the texter, Prince, duh, Johnny Carson, duh. Okay. Told you. Yeah, there you go. Voila. The greatest comedian of all time, Lily Tomlin. Okay. <laughs> We're going to drop that one down the list. <laughs> that is a personal opinion. Yeah, and it was unanimous. Was unanimous according to expert producer Michael Vital. I'm in on this. I'm in on it a lot. Uh, your boy, Carlos Correa, didn't get any love in this world because Marcus Simeon is going to end up finishing in third. I, I'm surprised. I think it was just leave the Astros out of it kind of attitude. Like, let's not bring any attention to this and, uh, and spoil it for everyone else. Is it because MVP is a category for winners and because the Astros are losers, they weren't allowed to be a part of it? Second out of 30 teams is pretty good. Well, it's, it's, I mean, it's closer to the bottom. Second than- like no, no, it's not. That's literally that's not what that means whatsoever. When he got it's injured, one, it's one away from the top, closer to the bottom. When he got injured the during team. the season, you guys, did you think he was going to keep playing two ways? That was yes, kind of the question. 100%, yeah, really. Yeah, you can't tell him no at this point. No, because you don't. Well, first of all, you don't you have, ride it. You don't have to say for, no in Japanese. They got it for pennies on the dollar. You got to ride this thing till the wheels fall off. So besides Shohei Otani, Carlos Correa, pretty good, led the league in WAR, and that's like the new advanced metric that shows how good of a season you had. But for real? He even, wasn't even a, a finalist for MVP. He, But he was just an eyelash better than the Simeon kid. Sure. Yeah. He deserved it. He deserved votes. Oh, I agree. Yeah. 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 Major League Baseball awards are the only awards that matter because the game has a history, unlike every other sport, where they change the rules all the time and do dumb stuff and nothing matters. But in football, well, you play more games now. It doesn't matter. And in basketball, well, you can shoot threes now. It doesn't matter. Stupid rules. Nicole Hardwood is going to join us after the break, Van. That's exciting stuff. We're going <laughs> to have a lot of fun with that. She'll be joined by Chantel Martinez, the CEO of Blessing and Beautiful. It's two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Now betting for the Sports Animal. Your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on deck circle, Robert Buck D. Gibson. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. Welcome back to the program, top of the hour. Welcome to Quentin Time. Welcome to your cars. It's Two Men On. We're on the hero in all of us, man. Joining us, Nicole Hardwood with What's New in ABQ. Not joining us, your friend Chantel Martinez, who is on assignment, so she couldn't make it today. Welcome to the program, Nicole. 
Thank you so much for having me. How exciting. So what's going on this weekend? Where's it at? Kind of give us the details. And then after that, we'll talk about you. Absolutely. So this event is going to be at Be Lit Nutrition here in Knob Hill. And it's going to be running from 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. both Saturday and Sunday. What? But what is Be Lit Nutrition? What is? I don't understand. Be Lit Nutrition. It's uh, located at Knob Hill. So four, I think I got it here. 4003 Central Avenue. And you can be there between 11 and 4. And what's going on with the event? What is a the Hero in All of Us event? So this event is to uh, advocate against bullying in the community, as well as bringing awareness to um, child abuse, which is something that Blessed and Beautiful has been advocating for and a part of for years. There we go. This event will have added professional superheroes, professional princesses, all teaching children um, to stand up against bullies and kind of show the hero in all of them, which is why we have everyone from Elsa to Superman. Aww. Can you tell me the uh, expectations of a parent who has a kid that wants to go to this? When they get there, what are they going to see? What are they going to do? How do they participate? Absolutely. There is a variety of ways to participate. First off, there's going to be a pizza party from all day, from 11 a.m. Yes, to Yes, thank 4. you. I'm in. Wait, yeah. Lead with that. <laughs> all right, yeah. 11 a.m. to 4 p.m. We'll have some pizza for everyone. For the little girls or little boys, too, we have uh, professional princess makeovers happening. And then we also have a face painter there. And we have a kids' corner where there'll be a bunch of exciting karaoke and DJs. And then, of course, there's interactions with all the professional superheroes and princesses. Brought to you by What's New in ABQ, which is you, Nicole Harwood, and ACB, the Albuquerque Cabinet Brokers, and ABQ Premier Properties, and Beelit Nutrition, and Van I9 Sports. Yeah, our very, friends. Our very best friends uh -huh. in the community. So Blessed and Beautiful's Heroes and All of Us event is happening November 20th and 21st. That is this weekend between 11 and 4 at Be Lit Nutrition, 4003 Central Avenue. Tickets available at holdmyticket.com. So what heroes and princesses, et cetera, et cetera, will be there? Absolutely. Need a full list. We need the duh list. All right. Here's the full list. We have uh, Superman there. Yes. Nice. Um, and he's great. We have Batman. We have Wonder Woman. Those Sweet. are our superheroes that we have. We have that's uh, Vital's favorite is Batman. So Michael's favorite is it Batman? You said was your favorite Aquaman is what Vital said. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Right, Aquaman, awesome. <laughs> yeah, well, we don't have Aquaman, sorry, but oh, we do right. have Batman and Superman and Wonder Woman for the superhero. Vital, here's your big chance. You get yeah. to dress up as Aquaman. You do the part. I'm there. Vital already owns a Little Mermaid, so I think we could like costume. I think we could convert it over. Sweet. I think you could do it. If you want to connect with the event, 505-737-1903. Reach out to the event for any questions, concerns, worries, ideas, or possible participation. Uh, you guys are raising money, and you're raising money for who? Um, it's for Bust and Beautiful, which is a nonprofit um, that is bringing awareness against child abuse. Another thing that um, Bust and Beautiful does is they um, warm up the homeless community by distributing uh, coats to the homeless. So proceeds from this event will be going to that. That is happening this December. Princess makeovers van. So do you? Because we're off weekends now. I'm not shaving, but I will 100% get a princess makeover. So photo opportunities with princesses and heroes. So I know you, I regularly we go to the YMCA of Central New Mexico, Nicole, and I, you stretch in superhero pose. That's true. So I feel like you could take a strong photograph with Vital's Aquaman impersonation. I could totally do that. All right, I'm in on this. Uh, what is your involvement, Nicole? How did, how did you help bring this to existence, and, and how excited are you about some of the partners you guys have? So I've actually uh, worked with Chantel Martinez, the CEO of Blessed nice. and Beautiful. She's very nice. 
for a very, very long time. And uh, I've covered their events with ABQ Live, the magazine. And when Chantel approached me about this event and asked for my help, we went ahead and we brought her on for my very first segment on Channel 27 for What's New in ABQ. Do you follow? I think we follow Blessed and Beautiful on the Instagram band. They have a strong Instagram. It's kind of connecting people uh, all the time with, with what's going on in the community and in all their events. I know you were talking about the proceeds and who they help, uh, but do you have any examples maybe of stories of individuals that have, have come out of the Blessed and Beautiful uh, culture and world and, and how it has helped them proper? Absolutely. So um, a lot of times with Blessed and Beautiful at her events, we go ahead and we connect individuals with certain programs. Um, specifically, she's always focused on child abuse. Okay. But um, due to the uh, earlier incident with the unfortunate death of a child in our community, um, through bullying, Chantel really wanted to put a very big highlight on bullying. So there's going to be uh, tons of information to connect individuals to um, anti-bullying organizations, programs they can talk to if they are being bullied. And we even have other nonprofits that are going to be coming to the event and giving out information. Are, are you still taking volunteers or are you just looking for people to show up at this point? We're always open for volunteers. Absolutely. There's tons of things to be done. Um, but, of course, we're really looking at just having a good, fun fam family event that highlights an important issue within the community. The Hero and All of Us event. Join Hera Rose Creations and others to support a great cause be there both Saturday and Sunday if you so wish. So if you don't get your fill on Saturday, go back on Sunday. Absolutely. We actually have different princesses for both days. Ooh. So we have Elsa on one of the days, but then we have Tinkerbell on the other. We got Rapunzel. We got Tiana. There's a big variety. And then we also have the young Ghostbusters of New Mexico um, that are going to be there uh, that's as the well. Coolest. So is is Princess Leia there? Because me and Van have this conversation regularly where he believes she's not an actual Disney princess. And I believe due to now Disney ownership of the Star Wars universe that she qualifies and is arguably the best one. You're making an argument for me that I would never make. <laughs> I agree with you wholeheartedly. <laughs> the, hey, so tell us about the exclusive tea party tickets. What? So there is exclusive Tea Party tickets. Um, so we have uh, Natalie Trujillo with the uh, NM School of Etiquette that is going to be um, hosting the Tea Party with the princesses. Um, she's a huge advocate in the community to stand against child abuse. And she also, with her uh, School of Etiquette, teaches kids good manners, hospitality, and kind of ways to interact with people. Van. Yo. Give me a number you'd be willing to pay for this event. Like in your head, say that, like not in your head, but out loud. Say the number where you're like, I'm willing to pay this much. With the exclusive tea party? Yes. Uh, $200. The exclusive tea party is $10. Hairs, You'll get what? Van. So general admission to the event, $15. Family ticket pack, that is, uh, that's a limit of four per family. So I'm talking to some of you out there who try to sneak niece and nephew in there. No. It's a family <laughs> four pack. So that is $40 for that uh, exclusive tea parties on Saturday and Sunday for the kids. Um, so obviously you're, you're targeting the kids and the youth to be a part of the event. Whenever they leave, whenever young adults leave, what, is, what message are they walking away with? We're hoping that they um, walk away with the fact that standing up against uh, bullies is kind of heroic. We want to make sure that they stand up for each other, stand up against others that are harming um, their fellow peers and the community and we're really hoping that talking with you know actual superheroes and princesses really kind of helps to encourage them to bring a positive light to the community and how how did you personally and how did abq live etc cetera, etc cetera, get involved in this process and get involved with this event 
So uh, ABQ Live has been covering uh, Chantel's events for the last two years. She's um, often done events that focus specifically on child abuse, where she's brought guest speakers that have experienced child abuse and stand out in the community and advocate against it. And so I've had that connection with Chantel for over two years. And with this, she just came to me, said, hey, I know we've been um, highlighting uh, child abuse, but I really want to highlight against bullying because of this unfortunate incident that happened in the community. And so she just approached me, and uh, she's approached us, of course, with ABQ Live and my new segment with What's New in ABQ. And I decided to kind of uh, help connect her with some of the princesses and help lend some of my resources to her. Uh, courtesy of the New Mexico School of the Etiquette, a lot of fun going on this weekend with the Blessed and Beautiful event. It's uh, Give me the name officially one more time. Uh, the Hero and All of Us. The Hero and All of Us, man. I like that a lot. It's featuring superheroes. And the Zia Ghostbusters. How do I get them on this show? That's who I need. How you want to get the Zia Ghostbusters on this show? Are they, are they, are they just the weirdest? Because I've seen them around town, and they have an energy that I cannot <laughs> match. You know what? I've only met one person with even crazier energy, and that's the 501st Legion. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> But it's a lot of the same guys over being realized. Oh, is it really? Yes, yeah, nice. <laughs> uh, there's a big crossover there. <laughs> there's no doubt. There's there's something about it that is real special and fun. Uh, this was really great, Nicole. Anything we missed? Anything we didn't cover that that's going to help you guys this weekend? There's one thing I did want to shout out. Um, you brought up ticket prices. Right now, we have an exclusive code out. Okay. Um, H E R O Hero, and you get uh, five dollars off your ticket. Oh, oh, and that's deal. just for the friends of the show. I like that a lot. Sweet. So uh, visit Hold My Ticket. Dot com find the event the hero and all of us man we can put this up on our social media to to share with those that are interested and then whatever it asks you for a coupon code at the end the coupon code is h-e-r-o h-e-r-o which spells uh hero man. hero that's your favorite basketball player not the miami heat point guard tyler hero yep. that's exactly who has an extra r it's I, just h-e-r-o i will lead the way as in hero and all of us Nicole, thank you so very much for your time today. Thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. Whenever we get back, the Thursday Night Football preview van, and then Robbie Rodriguez of the New Mexico Ballet will join us, and we're giving away Nutcracker tickets. Oh. It's two men's – it's Dave & Buster's Presents, two men on sports adjacency, at least to start the 5 o'clock hour, powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee, live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio. We play on Team I-9, and we start our mornings at the YMCA. It's 95.9 FM, AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to Two Men On. Big thank you to Nicole Harwood who joined us to talk about the hero and all of us. Cool event they got going on this weekend. So if you're a fan of helping kids, go check that out. Take the kids out because you're about to have a big holiday week. Because Thanksgiving, that's a lot of family time. And if we're being real honest with ourselves and each other, friends of the show, not everyone loves that. No. 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 Especially when your kids are bored. They got nothing to do, and they pump them full of sugar, and they're just going bonkers inside the house. Paint their faces up like their favorite superheroes. Also, if I'm getting face painting done, I'm going as Slimer. You do Slimer? I'm going as Slimer. Like, the Ghostbusters are there, and I'm going to do the move where I throw both. Well, I can't throw my left arm over my head right now because I got the COVID booster today. Yeah. But I throw both arms over my head, and I run around, and I go, yeah, that's what I do. I I probably go Darth Maul. Yeah, that's a, that's a lot of paint, but I'll, I'm gonna go Darth Maul. Do you tip on that? Oh, I pay him extra. All right, so that's today's varsity. So today's varsity is the like professions that deserve to be tipped. 
Okay. Okay, so that's a good varsity. Today's I-9 varsity, like, deserves tips. Because I think, like, a face painter who's real good, that deserves a tip. I'm with you on that one. And I, I already got, like, four answers, so this well, is going to be an easy one for me. Well, it's like you to claim how easy it will be. Sure. Um, you already know what my answer is going to be. Thursday Night Football Preview Van, it's a big one tonight as your New England Patriots are traveling to your Atlanta Falcons, how your heart must be torn between these 6-4 and four and 4-5 four and five teams and what you identified as the Rookie of the Year Super Bowl. Yes! The rookies who are both playing the best this year go against each other, Matt Jones and Kyle Pitts. But back then he wasn't hot. He's on the rise, though. Mac Jones, who you said at the beginning of the year, and I'll give you your due, that he would be the best rook of all the rooks. You said that multiple times over, outside of stupid Trey Lance. I didn't say anything about Trey Lance. You, Just, Justin Fields is my guy. He's I think, garbage. I think when it's all said and done, Justin Fields will be the best of the whole lot. You said immediately, though, I remember you vividly saying Mac Jones will be the best one early. Correct. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's proven to be that. Also, with Cordell Patterson being out, I guess possibly out, Vital. Do you have an update on that? Is he, he went from questionable to out or uh, out to questionable? He's, he's out. He's out. The out, out. All right. So change your fantasy lineup out there. No pressure, y'all. You know I'm not the biggest fan of Thursday Night Football. I would, I don't know, rather be on KKOB at 6 o'clock tonight talking about how much I hate John Deere. The loyal listener would rather be listening to us as well. You're talking about friends of the show? Just watch, just watch the game on mute. Listen to us. From the texter, they believe waiters deserve to be tipped. Well, I'm going to tell you what, I don't. I believe they deserve a living wage, and I think it's stupid yeah. that their entire existence has to rely off a tipped format that's just a social contract that I don't remember ever abiding to. Save this for KKOB. Thank you. <laughs> you got the line on this one? Matt Jones oh, go ahead. is going to destroy Atlanta. He's, like, finally finding his footing. The Patriots are, like, finally playing together after some pretty lackluster football. I just don't think Atlanta has a chance, even at home. But it's been such a weird year. How would we know? Thursday night is the big deal here because it's Patriots by seven on the road. Uh, if you're taking the points, oh, it actually did. The line just moved. It's six and a half. I got six and a half yeah. here. My mistake, Van, who's addicted to football betting, that I didn't have that one millisecond before you, you fiend. It's not a problem when you're good at it. That, again, you, the way you – that's called compartmentalizing. Just like all that I drank last night. It's, no, it's, it's not a problem the, when you're again, super good at it. You're doing this, but you're doing it wrong. <laughs> Thursday night is the big factor here because if you say, hey, Fred, is it easy to go on the road on Thursday night and beat up on a good football team? I'm going to tell you no, and that's what I think New England has to do in Atlanta who slept in their beds last night. Yeah, I mean, it's always tough for a short week, but New England Patriots are coming in healthy. New England Patriots are coming in hot. Mac Jones seems to have finally found his footing. And Atlanta's skill position outside of – Kyle Pitts, and do-it-all Swiss Army Knife, Corderell Patterson. Very good. He's out. So it's just Matt Ryan and Kyle Pitts and a bunch of losers versus the New England Patriots who are playing very well right now. I think it's going to be an easy game. The line is six and a half. What are you doing? Well, I'm not betting on Thursday. No, never. So, yeah. 
unless it's a no-brainer, which I don't think a lot of Thursdays are no-brainers. Listen, I don't bet on Thursday. If there's a guy you owe a little bit of money to and you got to have it by tomorrow, you got to place a bet tonight. Oh, let's say Patriots. Okay. Yeah, oh, yeah. Atlanta is 73 against the spread over their last 10. I like Atlanta at home, so I would take Atlanta and the points. That's how I feel. Atlanta got embarrassed by Dallas last week, so mm-hmm. they got some some bad blood boiling over. They need to. Vital, mark the time and date, November the 18th, 2021, at 522 p.m. Mountain. Uh, Cowboys aren't that bad. Got it. Got it. So. That's the that's the most complimentary you can get for the Dallas Cowboys. I'm saying. Okay. So they are a good football team, and they beat up on what I believe is a better football team than their record in the Atlanta Falcons. Over under is 47. I think the safe bet is under, and I think Atlanta has it. Uh, yeah, but Patriots offense looked really good last week. Uh, they put up, what, 43 last week? Correct. Um, Beating up on the Browns, who you think are the best thing in the history of all things. No, uh, I'm a big Browns homer. They fooled me again. Yes. Yeah, they got me again. They got rid of their best player. I, I, say, I say over. I think the Patriots are going to score. I think it's over, yeah. I think the Patriots are going to score low to mid-30s. It's and an then, indoor stadium. Yeah, sure. There's that, too. They're going to get held, I think, by Atlanta. And Atlanta gets some uh, garbage time points to get it to hit the over. Mac Jones continues his run, yes or no? Yes. He's got some props here. You want them? Hit me. One and a half touchdowns. Over. 233 passing. Oh, it's going to be right around that. That's a good mark. Two, I would three, say over. 233.5 officially. Yeah. 0.5 interceptions. Go over. I would say under. No, go over he, on that for sure. Yeah, I like the under on that. No, Vital. He doesn't, but, he doesn't throw a lot. He doesn't make a lot of bad decisions. Vital was doing the gladiator thumbs down, like if you should kill Marcus Aurelius, uh-huh. Maximus, whatever. No, Vital. Elena's going to take it away. 21 and a half completions for your boy Mac Jones. See, I could see him hitting the over on yardage and the under on completion. Taking the under. I think the I think yeah. the air is coming out of the tire that is Mac Jones tonight. If he has to throw it the over of 30 and a half, it's cuz he's losing. Yeah. So I will take the over. All right. Uh again, I wouldn't bet on Thursday and I don't do a lot of prop bets, but I would take the over on almost all of those Mac Jones numbers. Atlanta's bad. They're gonna they're gonna go up real big in the first half, and then he just gets to dink and dunk the rest of the way out. Run the ball, dink and dunk. I'm a big fan of good football, and I don't feel like I ever see it on Thursdays. Not often. No. They try to schedule some good matchups towards the end of the year, but that's why it's important to stick around if you're a friend of the show on the radio. With the Westwood One broadcast, because they bring you so much more. Yes. They tell the story around football. Yes. Kurt yeah. Warner's great, too. Everything about him. Like, he's he's handsome. He's smart. He's articulate. He's kind. Got a new movie. Yes. That, that grocery store took a big L when he left that, for where, the NFL. Where he was bagging yeah. groceries. Could, can you believe in Iowa how good he would have been at a grocery store? Yeah, as good, he, as good as he is, like at professional football, he'd have been regional manager like very quickly. Well, he was on his way up. Yeah, yeah. And Brenda Warner would have been his his trophy aisle five wife, and she obviously like needs some help haircut style. He, even if he didn't make it, you know, she'd be still be so proud of him. No matter what. Yeah. What do you? Oh, you mean making it's it true di- love? What I think? I think it's true love. Are you talking about making it to district manager? Is that what you're talking about? I'm yeah. still in this scenario. Are you not? I am. Okay. Yeah, even if Kurt Warner doesn't make it to the NFL, 
Brenda Warner is just just so proud of all of his accomplishments because you, there's the love of each other and the love of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Well, that's an obvious aspect of it. Yeah. The thing that the only real positive that football has brought to Kurt Warner's life that it didn't bring, like in the world of grocery and dairy products, is he has a larger audience to help people now. Oh, that's really good. Yeah. I like that. He helps a lot of people. Because he would have helped no matter what. Yeah. Yeah. Also, he still runs Warner's Coats in St. Louis. You know I'm from St. Louis, Missouri. Yeah. Still, every winter, you can get a coat from Kurt and Brenda Warner. He was, he, he was on my radar for his philanthropy because he works with the special needs population. That is correct. He and has I that used in his family. That. Yeah. Used to, used to do that for a living until I made the horrible decision to go into radio entertainment. Tre- and ruin my career arc. This I we weren't going to get into this, but I have a passion for this. So I'll go into it right now. Okay. The Kurt and Brenda Warner Foundation runs Treasure House. If you're not familiar, uh, go to kurtwarner.org, and there's a ton of information there. He's literally a saint. I'm not arguing you with you on that topic because I know he is. I need you to stop arguing with me on this topic. <laughs> Robbie Rodriguez and our new friend Anna Bridge will be joining us at. I don't know, like three minutes from now, as we're going to talk the New Mexico Ballet, and we're going to give away some tickets to the Nutcrackers so you can take the kiddos out there. Well, I guess you don't take the kiddos. You take the boys. Anybody. Yeah. You do, like, last you treat last the time I checked, this is America, yeah. Fred. You take who you want to the Nutcracker. Dave and Busters presents Two Men on the Nutcracker. We're live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio, powered by New Mexico Pinot Coffee, and we play on Team I-9 while we start our days at the YMCA. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal. Welcome back to the program. We're Two Men on Anna Bridge. What? That one didn't make sense. I don't like that one. Let me start over. We're Two Men on the Nutcracker. Joining us, Anna Bridge, the director of the Nutcracker. The Nutcracker, is this one night only? Is it like super exclusive? What's the deal, Anna? We have four shows. Okay. Give, them, give me the dates. November 27th. All right, that's a good one for me. It's a Friday, 7 p.m. Okay. Sunday, November 28th at 2 p.m. Okay. And Saturday, December 4th at 2 p.m. and 7 p.m. Ooh. Ooh. I like going to the last one when everyone's like super exhausted and ready to leave. Because they already did three good shows, and they're just going to go through the motions on the last no, it, one. The go is that, is that what it's like? No, and it's the go home show, right? It's the best one. Right. I I was kidding. Oh, it's, it's the exact opposite of that. Well, you're so un- it's the best one. You're so uncultured. I didn't know that you didn't know. We're having this talk again <laughs> about you putting me on blast for things that aren't true. Anna Bridge, the director of the Nutcracker performance, coming up on the twenty seventh, twenty eighth, and the fourth two times over, and that's at Pope Joy. Correct. That is at Pope Joy Hall. Yeah, and how many times have you directed it, and how many times have you directed it at Pope Joy? I, this will be my second show that Ooh. I'm directing for New Mexico Ballet Company. I directed Alice in Wonderland back in February of 2020, right before the pandemic hit. So this is our first time back on stage in almost 18 months. I saw that. Yeah, we were there. It was very good. Thank you. Thank you for having us. Big they, fan of the ballet. That's like one of the few times that they made us have different seats they, would, they wouldn't sit us together. Yes, that was weird. Yeah. I was late. You kept looking back at me, like, during Alice in Wonderland, like, making sure I was okay. It was very sweet. 
thoughtful, well, and thoughtful of you. So you wanted to do it the historical way, which is with lots of mind-altering substances. And I said, no, Van. You talked me out of it. I you talked said, you out of These it. These are wonderful people. You can't take acid at the ballet. <laughs> Anna Bridge, the director of The Nutcracker. Uh, talk a little bit about how the production comes together. This is our third year in a row of helping New Mexico Ballet and, and getting kind of the awareness of The Nutcracker out because there's options for The Nutcracker. So what makes uh, the New Mexico Ballet's version at Pope Joy stand a little bit above everyone else? Sure. Um, our planning process started way back in April, and we have a pretty traditional version of the Nutcracker, but this year with some COVID restrictions and a slightly smaller cast and older age groups in all of the dancing roles, we've updated some things. There's some more higher level dancing for some of the roles that normally you would see the little kids in. Mm. So we're excited about that. And a big deal for us this year is normally we would double cast our production. But this year we have one cast, so that means all the dancers are dancing all of their roles in all four shows. So they probably will be pretty exhausted by the end. But it's a new opportunity for our company to get to dance all of those roles for every single show. Let's let's turn the clock way back here. All right, I'm going with you. And talk about your Christmas experience and your history with the Nutcracker. Has this been something that you've been dancing in, watching, performing your whole life? Pretty much. I think I saw my first Nutcracker when I was maybe five or six, and I don't particularly remember it much, but my mother tells me that in that particular show, all of the tiny little mice running around the stage, one of them knocked over the Nutcracker prop with his tail and started crying on stage, and that was the big takeaway Aww. from the Nutcracker. But That's what I, I like. It's a lot of pressure. Right. Yeah. Absolutely. But after that growing up, I danced the Nutcracker through middle school and high school and then on as a professional before I became the director of the company. NewMexicoBalletCompany.com. You can find it under their events tab. Go to the Nutcracker. It's right there on the landing page. Two weekends only at Pope Joy Hall. Tickets range between 11 and $55. Children tickets fan are under $10. What a deal. What a deal. But here's the thing. You don't have to wait for that. You can call us. So we're giving away a four-pack of New Mexico Ballet Tickets to the Nutcracker van. A two-pack. I'm going to take two. Okay. So you can't keep saying that every oh. time we give tickets away. This okay. is a... So four then. Yes. We're giving away all four, and you will have to press pass in like the sorry person that you are. Okay, fine. So we're giving away family four-pack to the New Mexico Ballet. Connect, connect with your boys on the Quans Auto Care Hotline, 505-246-0610, and a four-pack of Nutcracker tickets can be yours. I believe it's for the date of your choosing, so 27th or 28th or either of the shows on the 4th. Uh, let Vital know, and we will let the New Mexico Ballet know, and we will get you figured out. Authentic tickets available on the website, NewMexicoBalletCompany.com. Anna. This is the one that like funds the New Mexico Ballet all year, right? Absolutely. The no pressure. Right. The Nutcracker is the big funding show for most ballet companies in the United States. So this is this is our big one, and we're really excited to come back after a pandemic to be back on stage again. So can you talk about the product before and after is not the right word. Can you talk about the product before and after COVID, like what, what the Nutcracker is going to look like? for what people are used to to what it is now? Sure. On stage, things will look pretty similar. Our cast is a little bit smaller, but we have all of our sets and some new costumes this year. Um, as an audience member, things are a little bit different. You have to be masked and either show proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test if you're 12 and up for the theater. 
as a dancer, we have been masked all through rehearsals. Our whole cast is vaccinated as well. And dancers have to stay masked until the moment before they go on stage. So we do get to perform and smile for the audience, but the rest of the time we've been taking that COVID safety very seriously, which has changed our process a bit. Okay, Anna, worst case scenario, Saturday, November 27th at 6.58 p.m., okay? The nutcracker goes down, sprained ankle. You have to step in. Can you handle the pressure? Yeah, it would probably be a little bit of improv at that point, but I think so. <laughs> Van is available. I don't know if you know that. So if you're looking for straight improv, I, I can't vouch for him as a ballet performer, but I can absolutely vouch. Phone lines are lighting up, by the way. I can absolutely vouch for Van as improvisational nutcrackery. Uh, I can do interpretive dance for, what is it, about three hours with the intermission? About three hours? Oh, no. It's it's not an opera. It's, you know, an hour and 45 minutes. Hour 45? Now. Okay. Yeah, I could do that. I'm in. UNM tickets.com also that is the link that will you'll be redirected to on the new mexico ballet company website the new mexico ballet obviously does this mean you were talking about alice in wonderland before COVID 19 um are, are we is the pandemic over is that correct did i just hear that it's over over now so you got what you're back to just doing stuff every quarter what's new mexico ballet's forecast past the nutcracker Sure, past the Nutcracker, we have some shows in the spring. Um, our company is working on some mixed rep with some guest choreographers. And we also have a school that'll do its end-of-year recital and some other performances that way. And then we move on to planning for next season. And our next season will be our 50th anniversary. Oh, my gosh. We need to get a T-shirt. And we're like a, we're a three-year supporter, so I feel like we're like a legacy supporter at this point. We've been supporting ever since we've had the chance to support. I, that is absolutely true. We we bought in originally and then re-upped. So we're all the way in. Whenever we first connected with New Mexico Ballet, we said, hey, listen, we're the sports talk show. We really wanted – they said, "Our, you have the right number. Like we, <laughs> Are you uh, Ashton Kutcher <laughs> yes. around here somewhere? Are we getting punked? And, and, and it, ballet's very athletic. That, it's insanely athletic. Dancers are athletes, absolutely. Hey, a fun fact for a sports fan out there, Barry Sanders used to do ballet in the offseason oh, to work okay. on his agility. Well, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you know any football players that want to work on their agility, send them over. That's, okay. that's more, Is that how the school works? Like, your guys, is it an academy proper? Like, what is, what is the, the placement kind of New Mexico ballet with how you help the youth in the community? Sure. Our school, we teach children ages three to adult dancers, all styles, ballet, jazz, tap, point, lyrical, hip hop, you name it. Um, and it's mostly after school programs of students that come to us and we can train you, you know, if you have a professional career path or we can train you just for fun. New Mexico Ballet Company is spending on the Nutcracker. It's two weekends only November 27th and 28th. Also December 4th for the double feature van. We were giving away a four pack of tickets. They are gone so congratulations to friend of the show for that. So you will have maybe a first time little viewer there. I hope so. Very exciting. Uh, you can get into the Nutcracker, excuse me, the Nutcracker between the prices of 11 and 55 doll hairs if you're interested in attending. Also, Groups of 10 plus van. So you want to take the sewing circle, 15% off. That's a deal. That's the deal. That I wish I knew 10 people and I'd get them all together. You, you absolutely, we had, we hung out with 10 people the other day. Oh, also it was a business meeting and it was here at work and we actually just worked with them. But you, also you were introduced to a lot of them. They're very friendly. 505-277-9407. If you want to connect 
uh, via the phone if the internet is not your thing. Anna, anything we missed? I think we're just excited to have a live audience and have people in seats and see dancers up on stage. So we're hoping that the community will come out and support the arts in Albuquerque. Is there butterflies in some of these performers, like like little bellers? Is is it been so long they're anxious? I think so. I think they're anxious and they're excited. Um, but once you get up on stage and you've performed before, it just kicks in and that excitement takes over. Anna Bridge, the director of the New Mexico Ballet, specifically speaking, the Nutcracker performance on the 27th and 28th of November and then the following weekend, December the 4th. Thank you so very much for joining us. Thank you so much for having me. You're listening Thank to you. T- this is Dan Busters presents Two Men on the I-9 Varsity when we get back live from the John Lopez Real Estate and Coldwell Banker Legacy Studio powered by New Mexico Pinion Coffee. And your boys play on Team I-9 when we work out at the Y every single morning. It's 95.9 FM and AM 610. The Sports Animal. Welcome back to the program. Good two hours of sports talk and sports adjacent talk. Thank you, Nicole Harwood, who joined us. The hero in all of us event this weekend going on in Knob Hill. Check that out. Anna Bridge, the director of the New Mexico Ballet, and their performance of the Nutcracker come up this weekend. Uh, we gave away a four-pack of tickets for that, which was very exciting. Today's I-9 Varsity Band. Connect with I-9 Varsity, League Office 280 at i9.com. Today's Varsity is the Varsity of Professions That Deserve Tips, okay? Professions That Deserve Tips. Okay. You want to go first or you like me to? Uh, go ahead, buddy. I tip the DJ at a wedding reception, and I tip him very early in the night as I make a music request. That way he knows. This guy parties. It's smart. I'm following the energy, and I'm also, you know, the biggest guy at a wedding reception. So he follows my energy. So I tip the DJ at a wedding reception. So it's all Nelly. I only request <laughs> Nelly is very correct. That's a very good assessment, yes. So you pay money to only hear Nelly at weddings is what you're saying. If you want to go and take a ride with me. First on my I-9 varsity mm-hmm. of jobs that deserve tips. Uh, are stockbrokers. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. They, they they can't do their job without some stock tips. Yeah. Very good, Van. Thank you. I tip the drink girl on the golf course, the little caddy girl. Oh, that's a good move. Yeah, you tip her early because she'll find you again on the back nine. Mm-hmm. She, has, she doesn't take her time to get there. Sometimes they put one foot up on the cart, they text. I, I need you, and I need a fresh Seltzy every three holes. So I'm going to say that is one of the tippers that I tip, the golf cart boozy girl. Only every three holes? No, but I was you, trying you to— You could not hang with us then. I was not trying to sound luscious to the friends of the show. <laughs> I'll tell you who else deserves a, uh, tips, apparently, is all of the young people on earth. Okay. You see, all the time I'll hear this old guy saying, here's a tip for you, sport. Okay. So, like, yeah, they, uh, all those young people, they deserve tips. If I see young Van Nunley on the corner selling lemonades at a stand and they're charging 50 cents a cup, not only will I hand that young blood a $1 bill and say keep the change. Hmm. I will hand them a $5 bill. 
I will say best of luck in your entrepreneurial ventures, young man or lass. So I'm going to say kid at lemonade stand gets tipped. I mean, the lemonade stand is losing all their profit to taxes anyways. So they kind of survive off of tips as well. Are they taxed heavily? I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah. Lemonade is like, what's 66%? It's like one of the, in the highest tax bracket. You're talking about movie theater popcorn. Oh, whoops. I don't know who else deserves a tip, but I know who doesn't deserve a tip. Okay, a little oppo where we were going, but sure. A boat. What? Boats appreciate not tipping. A cruise ship? No. Any boat, really. No boat wants to tip over. Oh. There's a late bloomer, but Vital's with me now. Yeah, it took him a second. He's, he's I caught me. it. <laughs> Mike Vital, everyone. So, and hear me out. This tip only works for one person. Say hypothetically, or in this example, actually, you're Antonio Brown. You have to tip your personal chef. Because if you don't, they put your dirty laundry out there on the internet, and then everyone knows that at least for a brief period of time around a holiday where you wanted to go get weird, that you were pursuing forged federal documents. Yeah. So I would say that is a that's a profession that needs that deserves a tip, the hush money tip. Yeah. Pay the man and tip him. Yes. It would have went a long ways to cover up all these stories of you being an idiot. That's how I feel. I know one of my favorite tips uh-huh. is Clifford Joseph Harris Jr., mostly known as Atlanta rapper T.I., also goes by tip. I like that tip a lot. T.I. is a really good tip. I'm sure he's an excellent tipper as well, if I was to guess. I'm going to go with my barber, Van. Tip Harris. going to tip Harris. Stay a little traditional here. I'm going to go with my barber. Okay. And it's not because of a job well done. It's because I just want you to answer my text. I already text you. Like, I need to get in there. Because like, he's also your therapist. I mean, we like, have, I need you to answer my after hours text. We have a lot because of. Because I'm not asking you about hair whatsoever. Correct. Yeah. Say, hey, are you watching The Voice? <laughs> a very good program today, man. What a show. We are done here, but we're not done. Nope. Your boys are going from KML over to KKOB, and we'll be doing that at 6.07. I think 6.07 is 6 our 07. start time. Good, because I need to make a potty. What are you doing? What year is it? What? <laughs> Wait, did I say that out loud? Any final words before we go? Oh, my goodness. Too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you tomorrow, Burke. Yeah, actually, in like five minutes. And your house. Glory to you. And your house. We are born. You will be assimilated. Welcome to my house. Welcome to the program. If you're tuning in right now to News Radio 96.3 KKOB or 770, expecting to hear Eric Strauss himself. Eric's not here.
Eric Strauss on location tonight. I assume, I assume resting up for the big, for the big thon, right? For the big Roadrunner food bake thon. He's gonna be up late tomorrow. You gotta rest up. Is it a radio thon or a radio thong? Yes, the answer is yes. I am say thong. Yeah, like a like like the thong you wear on your like Cisco, like the thong song, like on your feet. You were gonna say feet, Jeff. On this program right now, I am Fred Slow. I'll be alongside you for the next one hours of programming. And alongside me will be what I have identified, and I believe the listener and friend of the show will agree with me, as the best reliever in all of sports talk radio, Van Nunley. Van, how are you? Oh, just peachy, man. Ready for hour number three. We just did two on the other side of the glass. Here we go. Changing it up because we're going to go from sports to sports adjacent. Obviously, you can connect with us on the listener and text line, 505-243-3333. Reach out to the program. You call us. We will answer. I'm actually not logged into the texter, so that would be that would be foolhardy at this point. So if you have my personal cell phone, <laughs> feel free to text me on the Van Nunley text line at 505-PEEP. Beep, boop, boop, beep, 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 beep. It's not a real thing. So connect with us. Obviously, uh, no real change from the program, but we are excited to talk about the the radiothon going on here over the next couple of days, live from Tin Can Alley. I believe it starts at 1 o'clock tomorrow, Jeff. Yes. And what it is, it's BV. Uh, he kicks it off, which he should. I mean, there's there's a lot of strength there. Not a better voice in radio Correct. than BV. So you meet uh, Brandon Voet tomorrow over at Tin Can Alley and your boys will be joining him. We will be there at 2 o'clock as well. If we're not on the air, we will be on the air adjacent so come say hi. Donate a can and I think if you save a dollar on a drink, is that right? I don't know about that. I can't I can't testify to that. Okay, so Just there's go anyway. Yeah, go anyway. Just go. If you're into helping people and we know Roadrunner Food Bank is, Sonia is a close personal friend of ours, come out and support. Obviously, there's a lot going on in the world. Obviously, there's a lot of news. And when we were asked to fill in earlier this week, we said, I just don't want the Rittenhouse verdict on Thursday. I said that over and over again. Wait, do or don't? Don't. Because I could do an hour on that. I could do two hours on it. I could do three. If you could do three, I could do three and a half. Name that story. Okay. (laughs) It's a dated reference. I hope you got that, guys. But because I did. Good. But because... There was no verdict today. Uh, I'm going to let that dog lie. Sure. Yeah. If if there was something to react to, I would give you a reaction to it. You're but not going to make a prediction. I well, I tell you what, I don't. I don't have Van and I have talked about this regularly off the air, and for the friends of the show that commuted with us over from KNML to right now, everyone knows we start our days at the YMCA of Central New Mexico. That's correct. Every single day. Mm-hmm. And we often have conversations, and they're, they're news of the day, and talk of the day, and, and pop culture, and current events, and all those things. And the thing I said to Van is, I don't, I'm not smart enough to know. And that's why these processes are in place. Sure. You know, we, we have a sports show, Jeff. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> I don't know if you're familiar. Two, it's two big glass squares away yeah. right over here. One carpeted wall. So if I'm looking at it through a sports angle, yeah. I would take the jury and the points. Okay, smart. And then bet on the sentence being the under. So jury and the points, sentence and the under. And I would parlay that. Well, okay, so what, so you're going to parlay all three of them together. Correct. And there's, like, websites that do, like, weird prop bets like that. Right. Like, something is – and it'll be like, when reading the judgment of the Rittenhouse decision, will the presiding judge reference O.J. Simpson? And you're like, I, I mean, that seems like a far shot, but if there's money on it – What do you mean, like a, like a naked gun movie quote? That's what I'm saying. Yeah, okay. Yeah. I'll bet on that. How also – How about any other news outlets being banned? 
besides but, MSNBC. Do you, you believe that they should or shouldn't? Are you asking my opinion? Because I can go any way. Prop bets. Oh, prop bets. Okay, here we go. So I think a couple of them should be. Here's how I think courtrooms should work. You get the one feed, right? Mm-hmm. Similar to C-SPAN. Yeah. And then that one feed, you can manipulate it any way you want. Similar to like uh, like the RNC or the DNC convention. Right. Like that I'm into. I'm, I'm a fan of taking a product prepared by a single source, and then from there, you can quote-unquote manipulate it however you want. But here's the thing. Other people aren't. So if you're trying to package it to a specific type of viewer, specific listener class, it can't be modified so drastically that it changes the actual narrative. Yeah, Jeff, back to your question. If someone's going to get banned from being there, I'm going to guess Highlights Magazine. Yeah, that's one. <laughs> they wouldn't. Why, why are you guys here? Like it's this, you're not even the news. This is editorial. Are you like drawing this? Do we? Are you putting a tree in yeah. here? Like why does the tree belong in a courtroom? You think, circle, circle the tree. It shouldn't be in here. Do Do you believe uh, readers of your publication will care about this ten years from now at my doctor's office when I'm getting my teeth cleaned? I'm I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, they actually will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, and that and that's kind of an interesting thing about the Rittenhouse case, right? Where it's this is be, like a spotlight case. Yeah. And like what qualifies? Like a case as a spotlight one. Like there's the 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 Aubrey stuff right now going on, and there's well there's just a lot. There's always one, and it's like what raises certain cases to that level. You know, I, you know me. I was born right outside of Houston, Texas, but not yesterday. Okay, not yes, definitely okay. not. About forty years ago, I was born right outside of Houston, Texas, and I was raised. I was reared in southeastern New Mexico, and I've been on social media a lot the last few days, and I think a lot of people's entire identity is tied to this case. Like, they don't put pictures of food anymore. They don't tell their grandmother's happy birthday. It's just Rittenhouse memes. Like, that's all they do. And there's something to be said, too, about, like, the players involved, right? Because Rittenhouse, obviously, is that that's what it all should be based around. Like, this is the individual being charged. Are we at five charges now? I believe one was dropped. One was dropped. So we're at five felony charges. But for some reason, if you pull up, and I'm a big fan of the AP. I'm an AP news guy. Like, wherever you listener in front of the show. Just the facts, Jack. That's all I want. Sure. Why is the judge in this case trying to be on the camera more than anyone else involved? Like, that, to me, is where the narrative gets a little difficult. Like, are you, is this to you the diving board slash springboard that you're trying to jump off of to, to catch stardom for a minute before, before you splash back down to the reality of the water? Yeah, and it's weird that, like, after every objection, like, he turns his head to the camera, like, a la The Office. Yes, that is weird. Like, that's weird, dude. Just talk to the jury. Yeah, like, uh, thanks, Bruce Schroeder. And, and <laughs> no one should know your name. Like, you, you, should just, you should remain faceless. You're, you're the law. The law. Yeah. Figure it out. But no written house decision today, so how difficult for us it would be to break down that decision. Um, I do agree with you on, I do agree with you on the prediction, and I will go, uh, I guess, a little bit further into that after traffic. You are listening to ninety six three News Radio KKOB. Back live on the program. Eric's not here. I am Fred Slow alongside me. My co-host of Two Men On every day from 4 to 7 on KNML, 95.9 FM and AM 610, the sports animal, Van Nunley. Van, you were talking about the Rittenhouse case. We're going to segue out of it quickly, but I wanted to give my final thoughts. Count one, first degree, reckless homicide, use of a dangerous weapon. Count two, first degree, reckless, endangering safety, use of a dangerous weapon. Count three, first degree, recklessly endangering safety, use of a dangerous weapon. Count four, 
First degree intentional homicide, use of a dangerous weapon. I don't think he catches that one. Count five, attempted first degree intentional homicide, use of a dangerous weapon. I don't think he catches that one. I think he catches the first three. The first three? Yep. Wow. Uh, I think that is a nice middle ground. Yeah. To where you don't lock away a 17-year-old for their whole lives? He could get upwards. But also you punish them for their actions? He could get upwards of 90 years if he were to catch the first three charges. I, d- I don't think he's going to get it. Yeah, that's substantial. Yeah. I was really thinking the lesser charges, maybe one of them, maybe some probation. Because you're right, he can't walk on this. No. But, but that's pretty substantial. That is uh, that is my informed decision from what has been presented to me from news outlets that I believe to be most reliable. And I think that's the toughest part about this case is there's a lot of opinion being presented as fact. Yeah. And when that happens, you not just, you know, just delude the narrative, but you are then at a point where you're purposely doing it. And that is vindictive and that is ill willed. Correct. Surprise, surprise. My hometown is East St. Louis, Illinois. You're familiar with that, aren't you, Jeff St. Louis? Yes, I am. Being from East St. Louis, Illinois, I grew up about three hours from Moline, Illinois. Van, are you familiar with Moline? Uh, No. Why I'm bringing it up is because it is the headquarters of John Deere. John Deere Ah. has been in the news for the last three months. John or month half well month really solid, but last multiple months because their auto workers union. The United Auto Workers Union, which is said to have 10,000 members, ratified a new six-year contract today with a like a Tim Keller-esque landslide of 61 to 39 percent after rejecting two previous offers after being on strike for the first time since 1986. Big win for the little guys, Ben. A hundred percent. And this is this is John Deere we're talking about. Yes. This isn't the Arby's Union. These are hardworking dudes from the Bible Belt of the country, and they're wearing overalls. Yeah. They're working on tractors. You, you got to support these guys. These these are individuals that are looking for a working wage, and there's yeah. not another way to describe it. Sure. And when John Deere employee, and by the way, unionized employee, United Auto Workers, whenever they say, hey, we need we need some stuff, they're not asking for super soft, Gen Z, I'm a millennial, you're on the cusp of a millennial, I believe you are one. They're not asking for nap times, and they're not asking for things that I think are often dubbed as quote-unquote soft. Yeah. So two times a day, we're going to sit in a semicircle, and we're going to talk about our feelings. What? (laughs) No. Here's what they're asking for. Raises that outpace inflation. Oh, that's legitimate. That's very legitimate. How reasonable. Also... I want everyone, the friends of this show that we have on the Sports Animal and the fans of Eric Strauss and his program to recognize the economy is not as bad as what you think it is. You have been tricked into believing the economy is bad right now. Yeah, it's business as usual. It is absolutely business as usual. And here's the thing about inflation. The things that you handle most directly, they do look bigger. Gas looks a little bigger right now. You know what it was? Less than it ever was this time last year. And that's why it looks so big. That's why there's sticker shock on poultry and meat. Because that stuff has to balance back out. Come February, this world will be fine. The thing about inflation is, if you're not receiving pay increases at the rate of inflation, you're working for less. That is correct. That is not a confusing aspect. If you're driving home right now from your place of employment, what time is it, Van Proper? 625. If you're driving home, 
and you didn't get a raise last year, you got a pay cut. That is correct. Zero confusion. And 10,000 workers against the John Deere won this today. Are you ready? Round of applause as you please or commentary as you'd like. $85,000 bonus or $8,500 bonus. I was going to say $8,500. Yeah. yeah. Immediate 10% raises. Immediate. Yeah. Yes. Another 10% raise by 2025, and that can come in two ways. You can get 5% in 2023 and another 5% in 2025, or depending on how you come into the company. Mm-hmm. Cool? And then uh, improved pension, and not just improved pension, but pension for new hires. Because John Deere was trying to eliminate pension for new hires. Did you hear me? Uh, well, I don't think that's going to fly. No. Well, that would make a lot of sense if the company was struggling, but they literally make Billions and billions of dollars a year over last year. Jeff, I think they made like five billion over last year. They made five billion last year, and then they put one billion into litigation, and they put one billion into lobbying. So they only had three billion, but that other two billion they put into giant welfare subsidies for big companies, and then they were able to do whatever they want. By the way, try to repair your John Deere tracker. Can't do that's that. That's it. You don't have. That's literally against the law. Sure. They fight all the right to repair uh, legislation that's out there. So basically, what happens is, is you buy something very expensive tracker for two, three hundred thousand dollars. That's on the low end. And then if you try and repair it, you might void your warranty if you don't want to wait for uh, three weeks for the John Deere uh, 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 mechanic to come out. And so if you if you can't wait for two or three weeks because your crops are molding out there and you decide to get in there and fix it yourself, you just voided your own warranty on a very expensive piece of equipment. Jeff St. Louis hates corporate farming. Well, col- color me objective here, but I think we could have both. You can oh. support you can support the union and have the right to repair. You have to. You absolutely have to. And then it's that it's that idea with big and by the way, I hate corporate farming. If you want to have that conversation, I'll have it all day long. I hate oh, we gotta grab traffic because I I forgot to look at the times. <laughs> I get so fired up I get lost, Jeff. Okay, let's rail on farmers when we get back. Here's traffic and more more of your boys after that. Welcome back to the program. House of Strauss isn't here. The House of Strauss. Eric is out on assignment. Talking John Deere, we're talking labor unions, and we're talking about how this is a this is a big victory, I think, for working men. And Jeff, you brought up a point before we went to break, and I want to revisit that. And that's kind of the business practice of John Deere proper. John Deere, I don't know how you're aware you are, Van, of how they work. So John brought up, or excuse me, Jeff brought up. Hey, you can buy a, a piece of machinery for a couple hundred thousand dollars. Sure, that's true. Here's actually, it's not true. You can buy a piece of equipment to have access to it for a couple hundred thousand dollars, and then you have to lease their program to run it. That is correct. That is correct. Right. So you have a leasing option here, and by option I mean mandatory, where if you don't make a payment to John Deere every single month for the entirety of the possession of this thing that you own, did you hear me? Uh-huh. That they will shut you down remotely. <laughs> And this John Deere goes to big corporate farming, and John Deere, go, this is not family farming. Like, this is disgusting overlord farming. Also, it's family farming. But mostly, it's evil overlord. That's how I feel. Yeah. And so if you don't make this payment, then you can't, because it's all GPS now. It's all, it's all computers and drones and science. Right. Connect with your boys, 505-243-3333 on the listener and text line. But, it, I mean, it all goes back to, like, when you buy an Apple phone, do you really own it? Apple has put in place, like, for their digitizer, if you crack it and you take it to one of these little places and they fix it, it disables the, the front-facing camera so the facial recognition doesn't work. 
this again it's all to, so that they can have control so do you actually own it even if you bought it and you know they're trying to met that out now well i i just joined uh the apple cult i finally i switched from droid to apple finally yeah you did so yeah literally today and uh the front facing camera facial recognition stuff kind of big brothers me a little bit it kind of conspiracy theorizes me like i want to be able to open my phone without it knowing every square inch of my face but yeah back to the right to repair stuff like you shouldn't have to to void your warranty because you have an able-bodied mechanic work on your product that is it's it's ridiculous to me and if it wasn't for lobbyists and if it wasn't for backhanded laws being made sneaking it in the bigger budgets on earmarks none of this stuff would ever fly also literally yesterday apple announced that you can now self-repair iphone 12s and 13s because they had a big um like a uh, share group say this has to be changed like we are going to get surpassed by some other technologies if we keep limiting our consumer and they did it because there may be a loss in profit not necessarily do we know but perhaps do we have time for a call do we have time for a call before the break jeff we're taking rod 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 welcome to the program how are you hey thanks for squeezing me in i just want to give you a little experience I had a little ranch up in South Dakota, and I needed to start doing some tractor work using uh, large uh, horse bales, you know, needed a, something with a uh, front-end loader. And it got me this old Alice Chalmers D17 Series 3. I didn't know it, but you have to actually start the thing in second gear if you want to drive it in second gear. You don't clutch it and shift it. So there's a lot I had to learn, but I, the only time I had a problem is when it run out of gas. It'd stop. I'd fill it back up with gas. It would start. That was it. That was tractoring. But even at that time, this was back 20 years ago, the guys, nobody liked John Deere. You had to break the engine apart just to change the fuel filter. The Chalmers, the Chalmers tractor that Rod is talking about is like the classic little kid one. It's the one you see like the smaller version of. Looks like a tractor in yeah, your head. It, if you asked a child to draw a tractor, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, it's real classic. I had a nice wide front end, so I could use it on my heels up there, hey, black hills, and uh, very sturdy. And it had a hand hand clutch, which means that you would pull on that hand clutch, and it would sort of pull it forward and pull it back a little bit, so you had a little control instead of just being a direct drive. Because you didn't, as I said, you didn't clutch. You had no synchro to go from gear to gear. Rod, do you want to stick around past traffic, or do you want us to let you go? No, I just want to give you that sort of practical thing about. John Deere's not been favorable for a long time. Rod, thank you so much for your time. You bet. Traffic on 96.3 KKOB. Back on the program. If you're just getting out of work, if you're just getting in the car. Eric's not here. I am Fred Slow alongside me. The absolute best in sports talk radio, Van Nunley. We're sitting in until the top of the hour. We've been talking to John Deere, kind of breaking it down a little bit on this big win for their union, their union, the union against them. Originally offered five to six percent pay raises. And that's what John Deere thought would get ten thousand workers back. Nope. Just cr- just crazy. They're on strike. By the way, this is the perfect time for them to strike. Heck yes, it with is. With all the equipment that they need stuck on cargo ships in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> they all they got all the time on their hands already. Let's strike. 
all these containers show up. There's no one to unload them. <laughs> hey, 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 yeah. hey, hey, hey. Yeah. What are we, what are we gonna do with these spark plugs? <laughs> <laughs> there's something to be said too, because pandemic wise, and there's not a labor shortage. Like I will go down that path if you want to go down that path. The labor shortage is not what you think it is. That is correct. Because right now, unemployment, not underemployment, that's a different conversation. Don't at me with that. Unemployment's back to like 4%. In the spring of the pandemic, 2020, March 2020, April 2020, 15%. I was one of them. It was the worst. It's not that anymore. What there is of jobs that pay the phrase I always use, working wage. Sure. Those are doing fine. Yeah. If you're if you're in a union, mm-hmm. like you have a living wage, you don't see those people complain about no one will work for you. Right. And it's not anything where you go, but we lost we lost all these um employees because they got assistance. No, you didn't. No. We don't have enough substitute teachers because substitute teachers were all of a certain age and they no longer are comfortable working in a pandemic. That is correct. They are gone. You no longer have substitute teacher who is sending their kid to daycare so they can get out of work because there's no more daycare there's no more daycare because that's not a sought after position that's a position you get and then you you grow into it because those position now they're elsewhere you can get a job other ways i know we pay here like if you wanted to start here at cumulus you make more money at target like you have to have a passion about it sure definitely not a labor shortage are you, are you trying to start a union here, Fred? It's my second official day, as we have been part of the KKOB family for many years. But no, I'm not. Oh. What okay. I'm saying is there are individuals out there able to work, and John Deere and their union, the United Auto Workers Union, just proved that. You're not going to be able to go get all these but We're already here. We know how to do the job. And they made off. I think this is like a staple and I'm the big, bring back unions. I'm a big fan of that. Yeah, it's like baseball free agency. Like the first big contract gets to, you get to see where everyone else goes after that one contract. This is the first big union deal post COVID. Air quotes post COVID. Right. It's not post, but you know what I mean. This will this will be the standard bearer going forward. Do you think that this example of John Deere is going to change other industry though? Because there's a lot of industry out there. A hundred percent agree. Healthcare, food processing. Check. Those are all big. Check. Because after this, you're not like, what's the best example I can give? You're not a hero anymore. You're just a healthcare worker again. Like, you have to, I think, find compensation for that. Welcome to the program, Joe. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, um, uh, you guys were talking tractors. It was just right up my alley. I, I grew up in the middle of nowhere in the heartland. Um, Same. Oh, good deal. Um, yeah, we, we started on our family farm, um, 22 quarter sections. We used case, and it all has to do, with us anyway, especially where, I, where I'm at, it's all pretty big farms. Um, it has to do with your region. And so for a long time, all we did was use case. I uh, grew up with Comfort Kings, um, uh, 30 series um then um case ih came out and all that kind of stuff well that particular place shut down that was closest to us 
the closest town. Oh, okay. And we had to go all the way down the road to the John Deere area. Uh, I am not a fan of John Deere's. Never have been. Um, and then in the late 90s, uh, it got to the green track thing where everything became uh, auto steer, uh, 8400s, uh, 8360Rs, and that kind of stuff. And we just stopped working on any of our own stuff. That You can't. They won't let you. If you, if you do, you void all kinds of stuff. Um, so whenever things happen, you just call the John Deere guy way down the road, and they come and you know, a truck comes out and fixes it for you. Uh, and then that green track is like $20,000 a year. You know, it's, it's basically satellite auto steer. And, Joe, do you, and you have to have a service contract, correct? Absolutely, yeah. Oh, yes. Regardless of if you use it. It's, I'm going to tell you it's a shakedown. You have to. Yeah, this oh, is, yeah. This is mob after, stuff. I don't know if you remember the, uh, when the, what we called, what dubbed the Obama uh, muffler. I'm, I am not familiar, but I'm Googling. It, it, it's it, well on on the stack on the exhaust stack they put this um like i guess you know uh, california emissions kind of thing kind of like an egr valve or something i don't know what it but you cannot touch that thing if you do it's a big deal and it it cuts power and it i don't know you know it it, it stops it, you don't get as much life out of things as many hours and, and listener out there if you're going to look up obama muffler Look it up on Google, not Urban Dictionary. Yeah, don't look it up on there. <laughs> Those are, that's very, it is very, very different. Uh, yeah, and I mean, so when it, uh, the last time I, I was home, I was working for one of my uncles. It's like, he is industrial size. Um, and everything, I mean, these guys just, and it, it's kind of like, uh, they don't really own them. They're just trading them in. And you know, like every couple of years, you had like leasing a car now. You had brought up Joe because me and Van have this conversation all the time. So Van is Nike and I'm Adidas. So whenever you uh-huh. originally chose Case, is their service contract different? Is it outright ownership? Like what? What are the advantages you know, to you that sound sounds from your description like family farmer? Yeah, I mean, uh, back in the day, whenever I was a kid, yeah. But nowadays, I mean, Case is merged with International Harvester, so they're red now, or have been for years. Um, and I'm pretty sure they, you know, they do, you know, the same. They're not, as, I've heard that the, the horror stories are all from John Deere. Uh, I know that case, case people, it's kind of like, uh, you know, like you said, Nike, whenever you buy a John Deere, you are paying for that yellow deer. You're paying for that swoosh. My brother drives a Harley Davidson, and my Honda driving father makes fun of him all the time. So oh, Honda, mm-hmm. Honda's a way better motorcycle. <laughs> <That's only good. laughs> Joe, thank you for taking the time this evening. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. We're going to do traffic, and then I know we got callers lined up. You're listening to 96.3 News Radio KKOB. Back on the program. Thanks for sticking with us through traffic and the break, Jack. Jack, welcome to the program. Hey, good evening. Good evening, friend. We were talking about uh, jobs. Yes, sir. And the jobs that, that are there and not filled and uh, unions, how that that's affecting jobs. So the the trucker crisis that we keep hearing it's a crisis is is actually not a crisis. It's a labor dispute. Correct. You know you've got these these truckers that can go to the port of Los Angeles and those that can't. Your owner operators can't. Your companies and a lot of them are union like JB Hunt. Uh, they can go get. So you've right there you've got half the truckers that are allowed. And the better paid half that 
the ones that are owner operators claim to be much better paid. I'm sure they really are. Uh, they're not allowed to go in there. So unions have caused this problem along with low pay because the company drivers are very low paid. Everything they promise you to get you in there, it's gone with the wind on day one. I mean, they don't even pay you actual miles. They pay you what they call book miles, Fred, and that's 10% less than the miles that the wheels actually roll. And Jack, the way the way I see it is, it's it's who's got the leverage, and if if you're in an industry where you have a very important product, and if you shut down the processing of that product, you have the leverage. That's why a union like John Deere, you're going to see success in. And actually, I think the next domino to fall in this thing is probably the movie industry, because that's one of could be that's one of uh, America's biggest exports is is entertainment. So if they're able to shut down entertainment across the board. Y'all were talking tractors. And from what I know from small farmers around central Texas, people with 200 acres and such, the Kubota is hard to beat for the price. If you've got to keep your own set of books there on your own farm. Uh, That other guy sounded like he was into 5,000 acres and more, and he was a commercial operation with those cases. Those are gigantic combines he was talking about, but. You know, around here, I bet you'd find more people that that would buy a Kubota than a John Deere, strictly because the the books to keep you know their own. Their, they they still count their money. That's what my dad owns, anyway. Kubota. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Jack, thank you for your time on that. Before I cut you loose, because uh, we're up against it a little bit, I don't know if you guys saw this, but allegedly Teamsters are about to like 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 Jimmy Hoffa's son to like lead their like union in the trucking world. So I mean I this I love this so much. This Why? Is, yeah, this whole thing is I'm over dynasties and <laughs> you know political dynasties, union dynasties. I mean, if the union is going to survive, they're going to have to confront some of the opinions about and and rightfully so because they've driven so many uh, businesses out of business. You know, and I don't think that bringing in another Hoffa is a great well, idea. Well, so the so James Hoffa, the son of Jimmy Hoffa, has been there for a while, but there's a new Hoffa apparently going to come in. So this is going to be third generation. Like we are talking mob stuff. Yeah. Like the trucking industry and UPS and FedEx, and you, I'll fill them all out. It, isn't the rumor that Jimmy Hoffa's buried beneath the Meadowlands? Oh, the rumor. The the stadium, right? Yes. I guess this means the Giants are going to get a new stadium. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't the Meadowlands the old stadium? Yeah. What so happened to that? They're going to get a new stadium to, to bury the new Hoffa under. James Hoffa goes missing in uh, rural New Jersey this past weekend. Wow. No leads at this point, but check back in at 10 o'clock and we'll update you. By the way, welcome to the program, our new sponsor, UPS. UPS, <laughs> they get it to you the brown way. Yeah, that's right. You're like, what? Huh? What? That's about the fastest hour in the history of all radio, man. It flew by. Had you, a blast, though. You were talking about the movie industry. You think that's the next union to to tuple a little bit of a giant, similar to what you saw with John Deere? Yeah, yeah. I mean, we didn't have enough time to really unpackage it, but it's it's all about leverage. Like, what business are you controlling? What industry are you controlling to where the union themselves has all the power? And that's not a lot of industries in this country. That's why, you know, healthcare workers, you know, the owners are too big to fail. Like you see, like the complaints that no one will work fast food is because they're easily replaceable, right? But you got like something like a movie industry, which is a multi, 
trillion dollar industry. And if you shut that down, well, the workers immediately have the leverage. They figured it out, too, because they're not relying on DVD sales like they used to. Like, there are so many streams of income in the film industry that weren't previously there, and the film industry doesn't know what to do with all the money. If you have a film being filmed on your block today here in Albuquerque, which could happen, if you go down there and say, hey, I'm, uh, I'm inconvenienced a little bit. How about a little something for the trouble? Someone will just slide you off a couple hundred bucks in cash right there and ask you to shut up. Fred, don't give up my Sweet. racket. This is a real giving away my secrets on air. Do I have to live in the neighborhood? Drive Can around. Just, yeah. Look uh, around. Look that's the, my house right there. You're inconveniencing look me. Look for the yellow signs, Jeff. You'll find them. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to Eric Strauss for letting us sit in for heat today as he was on assignment. The big radiothon is this weekend. Help food Roadrunner Food Bank. You and I will be live with BV tomorrow, live from Tin Can Alley. I love that place. Any final words, Van, before we go? My goodness, too much for the time allotted, my friend. Good job, everyone. GG. See you next time, Budokai.